Hi, welcome to the Period McMaster podcast for a brand new season where we talk all about periods and speak with a lineup of amazing guests on our show. From menstrual cycles to systematic barriers, current news, and more, we uncover the underlying realities of period poverty. Let's move right into the show. So hi, everyone, all of our amazing listeners out there, and welcome back to another episode of the Period Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to tune in to us and to gain all of our thoughts and our insights and listen to our experiences. And hopefully you guys leave the podcast feeling like you've found a little friendship or camaraderie and learned something new. So thank you all for tuning in. Today's podcast episode is going to be um, all about our periods in school. So I'm sure we all have some crazy stories, some crazy ideas, what we were taught in school, you know, what we felt about it, what we wish we would have learned, things, how did it make us feel, things like that. So it's that's going to be the main um, topic of today's, today's podcast, kind of what we learned during elementary school, middle school. Because that stuff that we learn when we're young really has the most formative impact on us and how we decide to do things going forward or learn things going forward. So yeah, we can just kind of get right into it. I have a few guiding questions um, just to kind of get the conversation started. But usually the conversation just kind of flows on its own wherever it kind of wants to take us. And that's all good too. So we can just um, get started. Um, so let's kind of start off with the first question what if anybody wants to start to kind of talk about what they were taught in school regarding periods menstruation the first kind of time you remember learning about periods what was the classroom setup like were you comfortable just things like that I guess I'll go I'll share like my experience if that's all right yeah um, when I was in elementary school, I had a really small classroom because I'm from a small town and my French teacher was actually the teacher, um, talking about menstruation and all that kind of stuff, which I found really interesting because it wasn't, you know, like a health teacher or a gym teacher. It was my mm-hmm. French teacher mm-hmm. and she split the boys and the girls apart. So everything that I learned about menstruation and everything like that, um, it was separate from the guys and I, cause it was so taboo at the time. And one thing that I remember her telling us about was, you know, you get your period once a month, um, you know, it could look different for everyone. But the one thing that she didn't talk about was um, period, I guess, headaches or um, cramps that much, or, you know, how your breasts could get tender or, you know, anything like that. Um, so that was something that I kind of had to learn on my own. And that wasn't something that she really guided us through. And I think that's mostly because again, I was, you know, 12 years old, it was taboo. Everyone was like joking about it, but that was something that I kind of had to learn on my own. Um, and every everyone else also had to. So yeah, I only learned that obviously through my own experience, but in high school too, nobody really talked about that either. So yeah, I know for sure. I do feel like, I mean, especially at elementary school, maybe they feel like, you know, people are still kind of young and it's pers- everyone's like personally will like change as they grow older too. But I feel like for sure they can, they do gloss over a lot of things. 
and it makes you feel like because then when it happens to you later on you're kind of like oh like is something wrong with me because it's not what like the teacher told me or this is not what I, I was expecting you know I would just kind of feel lost I think sometimes is what happened because I, I know definitely that happened to me too, because um, I actually ended up getting my period pretty early. I think we had like our first um, kind of like real like um, like period talk or like a health education, whatever. I think maybe like grade six, if I remember, I actually ended up getting my period in grade five. Like I was a really early bloomer. So when I first got my period in grade five, I actually didn't know anything. Like mom, my mom had told me a little bit, but not a lot of things. And then by the time I came to grade six, I was like, okay I already know most of the stuff but like not everything I still felt like what she was saying wasn't I like I couldn't really relate to some of the stuff because I already had like really heavy periods and things like that so I did feel like I was kind of the odd one out because I already had gotten my period I couldn't really relate to a lot of things but yeah it is again that's all on personal personal journeys as well yeah for sure like I feel like especially if you were to get your period at a younger age um, you can't really relate to everyone else because it's such like mm -hmm. a new thing, um, uh, typically around the age of like 12 yeah. or 11, 13, that kind of stuff. But if you've already like gone through that experience, then it's like, well, I know some of this, but some of the stuff you're telling me, I don't really relate to. And then I don't really know other details because they gloss over it. So yeah, everyone's journey is like so different, but that's particularly for me, like I can relate to that. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really know what was going on mm -hmm. um it was so new to me and everything else that they glossed over I just had to learn from experience so yeah yeah for sure I also I think one of the major things is that since they kind of separate boys and girls you know I think maybe at that age because like I, boys are I feel like girls are like generally like they tend to be more mature about that kind of subject even when we're like just in grade four grade five grade six but boys are we're like you always act super immature about it for some reason like elementary school boys in general so like they always end up having to like separate the boys and the girls you know but I mean I mean in a way I guess it depends like if you feel comfortable just learning that from a female teacher or a male teacher or whatever but also I think it's still important to kind of teach you about like I mean teach girls about I don't know how to sorry I don't know like if I'm even like saying this the right way but I think it's important also not to have like too much segregation because that right. like, especially like in terms of like you know gender stigma and stereotypes in terms of like periods and things like that I feel like it is important to have general education of both sexes for everything yeah like I definitely think that's true um it was definitely I mean I understand why they separated us together like from boys and girls I definitely do think it was because you know maybe different levels of maturity mm -hmm. um but I really do wonder what it would be like if they learned everything that we were going mm -hmm. through at that time you know maybe it wouldn't be as taboo um maybe men growing up would have more information about it how to treat and how to help their for example um if they're in a heterosexual relationship how to help their partner during times like that um mm -hmm. so I do wonder what it would be like if they didn't separate uh the two genders but I don't know I, I'm the type of person that's kind of like everything happens for a reason um so yeah yeah for sure yeah Olivia go right ahead 
Yeah, I also remember, um, I mean, I remember covering periods once in middle school and once in grade nine at the beginning of high school. And both times I was in a big enough school that, um, you know, we were sex segregated. So it was only girls in the classroom and we had a female teacher. Um, and I feel like that was really valuable. And my the impression that I got was um, that the boys were also being taught about periods. It was just in a separate room so that basically we would feel I mean, comfortable enough to ask questions because uh, I don't know about you, but I would not, I would have been mortified to be in the same classroom as um, all my male classmates. And if I have any sort of uh, question or, you know, like being shown how to use a pad, things like that. I remember they emphasized um, like you had to be careful with tampons because of toxic shock syndrome. And then the other thing I remember really clearly is basically the emphasis on periods as part of the reproductive system, which I am looking back on a little bit peeved about <laughs> just because <laughs> the focus was so much like, okay, we're learning the reproductive system. We're going through um, this together. And the purpose of the period is the uterine lining builds up to prepare for a fetus and then uh, sheds if you aren't pregnant. And I feel like uh, learning that so young kind of shaped my perspective of um, mm -hmm. a period in a way that feels like it's a little bit uh, antagonistic towards me. I don't know if that makes sense. No, for sure that does. Yeah, I think because it's so heavily focused on just like the the purpose that it has in terms of reproduction, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like instead of the um, I mean the evolutionary uh benefits um of periods in terms of um protecting a woman from uh you know an unsafe pregnancy or uh things like that in terms of like I'm I'm not sure it's what they did teach as much as what they didn't teach like um something I feel like would have been really valuable to learn in school that you know you had to learn later is things like when you don't get your period that's a sign that something's wrong and right, like that's a really valuable metric um, for understanding your health uh, as opposed to mm. um, your period is something your body does when it's angry, you aren't pregnant. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like mm -hmm. I um, talked a lot about too, just with people at like Morgan and Natalie on the call knows well, but um, within running, like a lot of time we talk about periods within the fact of like, if you aren't getting your period, it could be a sign also that maybe you're running too much, you're overtraining your body, or mm -hmm. um, maybe you're under eating. So also, um, I don't think we were taught until I kind of joined the running community at Mac, um, the idea too, of how important it is to know, like, I don't know, to look at your period as a way of also seeing what's happening within your body, like apart from like any reproductive um, function yeah. that the period has. Yeah, I think yeah, that's absolutely. a really good point. And yeah, yeah well, just seeing periods is healthy. Yeah. yeah, like I was in competitive sport like my entire life. And so I didn't get my period till like very late. I don't think that was ever taught that there are external factors that would make your period come later. Um, so it was always like, oh, you should be getting it around 13. And I was getting mine at like 15, 16, because I was putting my body through such like hard measures and like pushing it so much. And I think like, it's really not taught that 
a period is a sign of health mm. and like if like it's really one of the first indications for a woman that there is something wrong and something needs to change um and yeah and I think it's really not talked about especially in sport of how mm. like vital it is and how important it is like it really can cause so many health issues later down if you're without one for long enough Yeah, like I think what I'm getting from this conversation is that the education revolving around like menstrual health and periods is very restricted and almost, yeah, like reduced to just simple like biology, like the different components and phases of a period um, rather than, you know, there might be other factors contributing to it, right? Like that can be Um, like you said, um, you know, working out too much, or it can be stress related, so it might be coming later. So I feel like there is like a lot of conversation around periods that are extremely valuable, but are just not being talked about in the classroom. Um, and I think it does have like a link to at least for me, I can speak on behalf of myself, but, um, you know, like I do have like PMS. So usually like a week before, like I, I kind of like monitored within myself too, but like a week before my period starts, like I would get into this like really bad slump, emotional slump. And that kind of appeared um, like a few years ago, but I just kind of wrote the waves <laughs> and I was never really guided in terms of like how to manage um these kinds of like emotional irregularities before my period started and I was like webmding everything I'm like what can this be like you know <laughs> like why why do I feel like this so um I think it's also really important like if it's not being taught within the school system already to like consult like your family doctor or perhaps if you have like a therapist like um talk to someone within that space so you get to know yourself a little better and you're not just completely riding the waves yeah I really agree I think something interesting is like that you've mentioned the education system I think it's been brought up a few times and like being taught and like kind of speaking to what more Natalie and Sarah said I think even in sport like the coaches that we deal with and like mentors and even if you weren't in sport like any extracurriculars you were doing um like obviously just like you said having PMS or a period or things can really affect your like day-to-day -day life and being able to like feel comfortable to express that and like communicate with someone who understands like I think I've always been very fortunate to have female coaches mm -hmm. who I was felt like really comfortable sharing an experience I was having or you know they were maybe a bit more aware of like hey it is really important you have a period like that's the sign that you're healthy these things I can see how maybe some other coaches or male coaches or people who don't have the same education or like personal experience um, might struggle with conversations like that or guiding young girls. So even like expanding it beyond the education system to just like all types of mentors who are act interacting with like young girls, I think would be important too. Yeah, I also really think that like the role of the mentors, it's extremely important because like Uh, I came from a country where we didn't have any education on this stuff because it was really taboo to like talk about it and I came here in high school in like that was the first time I was like seeing that like there's actually classes like talking about this stuff because 
in my home country like we had no idea what was happening and like I remember I got my period really soon too and if it wasn't for the mentors to like ask and like see what's happening like I literally at first thought I was gonna die uh, that's how much lack of education I had and like a lot of my friends also had a similar experience and like it was always just like mentors just teaching us so I was fortunate to have like my coach uh, explain things to me and like how it works and everything or and also like alongside with my mom so yeah I think that it's truly important to like not only have it in a classroom but like um teach it to others to like so they're more open to like have these conversations and teach young girls without any judgment or anything like that yeah, I think one thing too that I noticed after taking like a reproductive endo course at MAC was also just the idea of like the plurality of experiences with menstruation. Um, like the idea of like how long should your period like last or like when until you get the next one um, or also just ideas of like, well, what does vaginal discharge look like or like how normal is that and like stuff, stuff like that, which I also don't feel like they go into too much detail with or even just the age you get your period um and so yeah I wish there was a lot more to like validation that everyone has a very different experience with symptoms and what menstruation can look like um and I think too also an idea I just thought that lacked within I guess my own education was also just the idea of like how do you use a tampon how do you use a pad um because I remember the first time I ever got my period I wanted to try out a tampon but I ended up using a super plus on like the fourth day I don't know why, but like I'd just never been educated and it was just not the best experience as people can assume. Um, but I think it would have been nice to have that also be taught in school of like, what does different absorbencies mean? When roughly should you use it um, within your like period days? Um, yeah, so I feel like that kind of also really lacked within the education system. Yeah, I can really vouch for that. <laughs> I just feel like there was like a lack of the practicality of the overall education onto like my daily life. Um, so oftentimes I would have to search up like tips and like advices related to like the different absorbencies or like what kinds of pads should I use or what does like this discharge mean um, through the internet more, more than what the teachers taught me at school. So I'm not too sure what the current the current curriculum is like, um, but hopefully they um, implemented some sort of practical aspect of um, learning about your periods and ways you can manage it. Yeah, that's so true. Like, like kind of teaching different th things that kind of go along with a period like you guys mentioned vaginal discharge which I think is such an important thing to be learning because it relates so closely to your cycle and the overall like health of your body because your discharge also gives you so many clues on you know how like your fun how your body's functioning and um things like that like your normal cycle and I never like kind of learned about vaginal discharge really so I was kind of like weirded out, you know, when I first saw it, I had to do like a lot of my own research, kind of ask, you know, my my mom and things like that, like what is really going on? Because just nobody at school even talked about that. I didn't even know if it was normal to be happening to me that it looked a weird way and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I think definitely kind of it's important in the curriculum to kind of implement 
these things that go kind of hand in hand with the functioning of your body along with like, you know, regular periods and stuff like that. I'm actually curious, does anybody maybe have like a period horror story? Like if, (laughs) if you're comfortable in sharing, like obviously no pressure, Um, but this is also like a safe space. So if you're comfortable to like talk about a period horror story, then feel free to share. I can start. I feel like I have many, but like the most recent one I can think about is, so I've been blessed that I've usually never had cramps. Um, but recently over the break, like I got a period where I just had the worst cramps in my life, but I just had absolutely no clue what to do with it. And so it was so, so bad. And my parents were so concerned. Um, and then I ended up, the only thing that was helpful was just literally lying in the bathtub in hot water, but it was like such like a scarring experience because I just had never dealt with kind of the symptoms of like having cramps and like knowing what to do with that. Um, so like, I can't imagine like also younger children, like getting their periods and maybe also experiencing really bad cramps, um, and also not knowing what to do. And I remember my mom also being like, well, do we need to take you to emerge? And I was like, well, I don't know. But then it was also the fact of like, but even if I did go to emerge, I don't feel like they would also take menstruation seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I guess that wasn't too horrible, but like, it was just, it was a scarring experience. No, it definitely sucks. Like I would also agree that cramps are like actually the worst um I didn't I didn't used to have them when I was a kid like for some reason like I started my period pretty early like when I was in fifth grade and it it wasn't until like maybe in grade 12 when I had like my first worst um period cramp and literally I was just lying in bed all day I couldn't even like stand because like my period cramps were so bad um so I got like a like a hot pack, like I heated it up in the microwave and I kind of put that on my stomach. Um, Or like I put the hot pad like behind my back because like my lower back would be hurting. So I think, yeah, I had to like miss school because the cramps were just really bad. Um, But I do always like wonder, I'm not really too familiar with like the biological aspects of it, but like I wonder if it's more common then to have cramps in your later years like when you're like in your late um I guess when you're in your like your early 20s um but I'm not completely sure yeah yeah with yeah with like starting cramps later then I think I had a good two three years where I I didn't have a cramp once and then there was one I remember it because it was the night I was um like doing stage managing for like a whole school event that had been set up by our art department and it was like a really big deal and there was a ton of pressure and there was a lot I had to manage and all of a sudden I had cramps and I had no idea at all what to do with them like even just something like take ibuprofen I had no idea I remember I ended the evening like curled up on the floor next to one of the the stage flats and like my teacher coming and being like are you okay because I just I didn't know what it was and I didn't know that your symptoms could change um as you got older so yeah yeah I definitely feel that for me too I feel like my cramps got like really really bad 
um, like around high school. And uh, I always would like have to like miss like one or two days of school just because my cramps were so bad. Like I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. Like I just like would take like Tylenol upon Tylenol with like hot water packs and stuff like that. So I think for me, yeah, right around high school time, I would like miss like at least like a day of school, like my first day of school, like for school and stuff like that. But I do remember like recently a really terrible experience. I was actually like second, so second year I had organic chemistry <laughs> um, and I had an organic chemistry lab and organic chemistry labs are pretty long for those of you guys who've taken it it's like three hour long labs and you're just like kind of have to stand like during the whole lab right like they don't have any kind of benches or like, like stools or anything because like you're just standing kind of like at your like one lab station and doing the lab and it was like my first day and I always get really really like bad cramps my first day and obviously I couldn't like really miss the lab either so I came to school terrible cramps um I didn't have a Tylenol either so I was standing there and my cramps got so bad I thought I was gonna like literally faint like, like on my lab like all over my lab bench or whatever so I just had to I had to tell my team like I'm really sorry like I need to like just excuse myself for a minute but I was like so embarrassed you know even though I didn't have to be but in the moment I just kind of felt a bit embarrassed about it so I literally went to the hallway like collapsed on the floor luckily I was okay after that but yeah I just that was such a scarring experience I'll never forget that we're getting a chemistry lab oh my god yeah that's definitely memorable but not in a great way (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I feel like it's hard to like talk about because I I think I understand that feeling like there's that polarity where it's like um you know you should feel comfortable in telling someone about this experience but at the same time periods are also kind of very personal yeah so it's like what should I exactly say and like how comfortable do I feel with this person to talk about my experience yeah you're like how much do I feel okay like sharing right or like telling them about what I'm going through right now Yeah, for sure. So that's why I think for me, like, I tend to, like, seek out, like, um, like a female (laughs) in the room, because, yeah, I do feel more comfortable talking to, like, another woman about it. Um, But yeah, I wonder if it's, like, if it'll ever get to a point in our society where we feel comfortable talking about it with, (laughs) like, men. (laughs) especially when you just encounter like a sudden or like onset cramp okay I'll just make a quick comment I was just gonna say like in Europe I think it's like not wildly accepted that like it's a like you can't sometimes work on your period like just whether it's like lack of concentration or just you're in pain and I think there's not a lot of like acceptance that like like kind of like when you're sick people are like oh maybe you're not able to work but if you're on your period then you should be able to work um mm-hmm. but i remember hearing like in europe that they're giving like um people who do have a period like a couple days off from work if they need to um which i thought was just a really great way of just like continuing to break that stigma as well that like um people who do have a period like can just work through it sometimes and that's not always the case um and so i don't know i just thought that was a cool thing that's happening yeah that's great I'm actually really glad to hear that's um happening and like there are more accessible means to yeah like accepting periods as you know the same as like 
a regular sickness and having those days off at work. That's, that's really nice. I definitely think it should be more socially acceptable to leave something because you have bad cramps. Like, I feel like if someone says like, oh, I have a really bad migraine, I just like, I need to go, like, I just need to go lay down or whatever. Like everyone is like, okay, yeah, like for sure. So sympathetic and like, yeah, of course. Or like, yeah, you can leave work early. That's fine. But I feel like it's, people just expect you to work through cramps and they're like, okay, well, that seems like your issue that you need to figure out alone and suffer with alone and come back when you can function properly and like, but still continue to do your job. Like, I don't know. I think it should be treated more as a sickness than just like a irritation that someone has briefly. Yeah. And not going to lie, those peer cramps, sometimes they they feel worse than just being sick. Cause so I mean like I might just get like a cough or like you know I might feel a headache but like those cramps though I'm like mm, <laughs> they hurt I can't even stand like I can't even explain to you but yeah anyways Taylor did you want to add something I remember you said you want to say something yeah um it was just related to what you said about how um if you're dealing with any sort of bad cramps you kind of seek out like a female um in the room um and I kind of relate to that a lot because when I was growing up, I had really bad cramps as well to the point where I knew when I was going to faint almost every single time. So it was really bad and I would have to miss out on school a lot. Um, and my dad, uh, he's also a nurse as well. And I also would be like, okay, well, how sick am I? Like, I don't want to continue feeling this way. Um, but he sometimes couldn't understand where I was coming from. Um, and he, I, I don't know, I just felt as though I was making it up. So anytime I'm dealing with uh, bad cramps or anything like that, I do try to seek out another woman in the room or anyone who could relate to me in that sense, just because I don't want them to think that I'm overreacting or over-exaggerating how I'm feeling. Yeah, that is a really, really good point. Um, I know, especially like there is as much as we like, we want to make things inclusive and stuff. Sometimes there's just areas where you feel more comfortable. Like even at my, at my work, like I have like uh, a male boss, but like sometimes when I'm like, if I'm on my period, I just like, I like feel like I just need to leave earlier. I just need, need a quick break or something. Sorry. I just feel like sometimes I'm really hesitant to kind of go up and ask him about that. Cause I'm like, oh, like, what is he going to think or like what is he gonna say like I just I'm trying to like slack off and stuff but I think you know if I had like a female boss like I just like on an instinctive level I feel like she would just understand me better like where I'm coming from you know so that's really valid for sure I, I think a lot of us definitely feel that way yeah absolutely um I did have this thought I mean I, I think this is I've seen like a lot of videos around it but I wanted to know what you guys think of period simulators. I know um, like some girlfriends or their wives, they're like, okay, well, I want my boyfriend or like my husband to see, like to experience what I feel <laughs> when I go through these period cramps. So I want to know if that, if you think having these period simulators in place is helping um, other people within society understand this experience and if you find it like necessarily helpful to expand um, sort of the discussion around period cramps. 
Um, I think hilarious. Yeah, it's funny to see those videos, but I think it's interesting that it's like, why do we need other people to, I guess men mostly, to experience it through a simulation in order to believe us and to believe how painful it is? Because like, if someone tells me, like, again, back with the migraine example, like, I've never had a migraine, but if someone describes it to me, then I think I would be able to empathize with them. Whereas I feel like when you try and explain to, like, men, oh, like, period cramps are actually, can be very painful. They're like, oh, no, like, it's, like, not that big of a deal. Or, like, they don't try to understand. So it's, like, that's where the, like, that's why those simulators even exist. So I just think it's, like, so weird that people take other things seriously, but not, like, period pain. And I think, like, another potential issue with that is, like again periods are so different so just having like some simulator I feel like doesn't really capture it that well and like the simulator only really imitates the cramps but like we've been talking about there's a million other things that can happen when you're on your period so like I think the intentions are there but I just think it kind of misses the mark at least in my opinion yeah <laughs> I like that's a good point like when you said like why do they have to go through the simulation to understand how painful periods can feel I agree with that because I'm like I, I feel like that just goes to like basic empathy then right it's like you can still have empathy and try to understand the other side or like the other person without having to like experience that yourself and also like period simulators while like watching those videos are like hilarious um they don't completely explain the full experience of periods because it transcends just like physical it's also like mental and emotional so um and many other I think things but yeah I thought that was really interesting because I think that was like trending for a while and um I guess you could get a good laugh out of it because it's like I don't know because it's just like so I don't think we like scream I mean at least I don't I don't like scream but like when I watch those videos like a lot of the men in those videos do so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, love I definitely I think that's a really really good perspective like both like you Claire and Alexa to be honest I hadn't really like thought about it in that much detail before but I definitely I definitely do agree. I think I I just hadn't really thought of it uh in that much like detail before, but that's a really good perspective that I think is important to kind of gain and understand, you know. So definitely that makes a lot of sense. Also, another just random fun fact I learned. I don't know if a lot of you guys already know this or not. I'm just, but apparently like like when you get period cramps, like you're only about like one centimeter dilated or something. Um, but then like when you're in labor, right, you have to you're gotta get up to like like eight to ten centimeters dilated. And I was just like imagining the pain. I was like, that's crazy. I don't know if you guys already knew that or what. I just learned that recently. I was like shocked. <laughs> I don't like that fact at all. <laughs> yeah. I wish to unlearn it. <laughs> sorry guys just had to put it out there <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy like the amount that I mean it's pretty amazing like how resilient our bodies are if you think about it that to kind of go through that 
I mean, that's something that like also like regarding simulators, like that's something men just just will never be able to like fully understand, right? Because you're not physically in the other person's shoes. But yeah, I just thought that was very interesting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Period McMaster podcast. For more information, check us out on our Instagram, period.mcmaster, or email us at mcmasterperiod at gmail.com. Toodles!